What's going on, everybody? Before we get started with this week's episode, make sure you guys check out NordVPN. You can use NordVPN to browse the internet privately, safely, and securely. It allows you to unblock all sorts of things, such as streaming services in other countries. I use NordVPN myself. If you use our affiliate link in the bio below or on our website, gtdsports.com, you can save 70% on a $3.50 a month deal for up to three years. You can connect six devices simultaneously. It's available on just about whatever platform you use, iOS, Windows, anything. I use NordVPN myself, so check it out in our bio or any of the links on our website. This is the Going the Distance Podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're going to be like, oh, I wish I got him in the top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Ryan Bennell, and alongside me is Elijah Spann. This is our first ever live episode on Tuesday. We switched last week. We went Wednesdays every time, but now we are twice a week for football season. There's going to be a lot more to talk about, a lot more going on. So twice a week just works. It fits better. So now we're on Tuesday and Thursday from here on out until further notice. So we're live on YouTube, live on Twitch right now. Um, you can make sure to check out the recorded version of our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or any other listening platform. Make sure to follow us on social media over at GTD underscore sports. And on TikTok, we are at GTDsports.com. If you want to follow along with all of our betting picks, me and Elijah are pretty active now on the Action Network making picks for the NFL. I know I'm going to be picking a lot more. Elijah's going to be betting a lot more. So follow us. Search us by our full name there to follow along with our picks. And last but not least, subscribe to the GTD Sports newsletter. You can find that at the bottom of our website, gtdsports.com. I feel like I said GTD a million times right there, but you kind of have to. How are we feeling this week? We got a great episode planned. Let's get yes. into it. We're, we're inching closer and closer to real football. We even had some last weekend, so pretty good. Yeah, college football was back. Did you, yeah. did you make any picks on that? You had Illinois, yeah. right? Yeah, I bet Illinois. I actually bet Moneyline, so that was nice. That was really nice. Um, Nebraska is a dumpster fire. I don't understand how because they used to be one of the true powerhouses of college football 20 years ago in the early 2000s. Um, and and they have cool uniforms too. I forgot like how icy they are like with the with the white and the red pants. Um, yeah, they're, they're all right. I'm just kind of used to them it, at this point. I thought I, – well, it's been a long time since I actually sat down and watched Nebraska play, and I was like, dang, those are icy. But, yeah, um, their, their quarterback, uh, Martinez, is supposed to be the real deal. But Scott fast. Frost, you know, yeah, Scott Frost came over from UCF, supposed to revitalize the program, you know, make everything back to restore its greatness, essentially. And absolutely nothing has happened. He has a losing record so far. Yeah, yeah, he's been awful. Um, he was, he's a national championship at UCF, too. So, yeah, yeah quote it's... unquote, national championship. <laughs> now, hey, I'll but, count uh, it, though. I'll count it. Highlight of the week. Uh, Kanye to the Illuminati confirmed one of his songs was called Hurricane while the actual hurricane is going on. He actually postponed the album like by what by two weeks. And when he released it, uh, there's like a real hurricane going on right now in the Gulf Coast with yeah, in, like, New fucked. Orleans and that. Yeah, uh, which is a really serious deal. But Kanye did this on purpose um, and he has a song called Hurricane on Donda. Um, and I think the, the Illuminati confirmed. 
I have not. I haven't really paid attention to Donda as much. Like I was hoping to have listened to it by now, but um, I heard something too that his label released it without his permission. Something really? like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I'm kind of behind on my Kanye fanboy days. So yeah, I see I are those Yeezys back there. I actually, yeah, these are Yeezys right here. You know. My favorite thing to do back in the day when Yeezys were like popping is anytime I saw anybody with any sort of Adidas, I would just look and be like, bro, are those Yeezys? And they'd be like, what? Because <laughs> they were the height. They were so hype. They were so, yeah. They've kind of died down now just because there's so many, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, but Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> and then low light of the week. It's going to be kind of a controversial opinion here, but um, I'm over the term GOAT. I think it's fucking stupid. I think hmm. we can all agree that it's really dumb. All you people on Twitter are going, good night, goats. Hello, good morning, my goats. All of y'all are goaded. This is goaded. Who's the fucking goat Big Ten quarterback from 1985? Who fucking goat versus baby goat? It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, this it's gotten so calling. Like, there, there can't be this many greatest of all time things. That's not how it works. Just by the term itself, it's literally impossible like you're using english <laughs> wrong and it's i never gotten, really thought about that i can't hold it in anymore dude i can't fucking hold it in i hate it it's gotten on my nerves so much anytime i see the emoji or just anybody saying goaded on twitter like you're goaded it's constant like so many fucking twitter stand pages of like kate cunningham the goat or like Jalen green the goat like just like random ass players goat it's like sh- shut up please so honestly I'm, i never really thought about that i because when you say it like that you're right it is just super present especially in social media like all over the place accounts are literally dedicated with goat in the name yeah i never really thought about it like that no, yeah that is and, and uh, it happened to me a couple of weeks ago when i saw like the madden thing coming out and it's like espn or the madden instagram account posted a picture of two goats and then it was like goat baby goat with Mahomes and Brady. And it's like, you can't keep doing this. This is fucking, this is cringe. Okay. It's, it's They're spreading it like a disease, bro. Uh, it's like when Hillary Clinton did the dab in 2016, it's like, okay, the dab's over now. Or whenever like Logan Paul went to the Olympics and just did it at every fucking event possible. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, kind of, I don't know. I never really paid those guys much attention. Well, I, I mean, me Logan, neither, but not until, until now, the boxing, boxing days, boxing. yeah, so. exactly. All right, well, my my low light, I'm going to start with my low light of the week since we're talking about boxing. My low light was just the fact that Jake Paul won. Uh, I had like three, a, a little bit over three units on uh, Tyrone Woodley to win, and I was kind of riding on that plus money. I thought there was a ton of value there, but turns out Jake Paul might actually be good at boxing. Uh, which I actually really hate to think about. Um, it's really painful to think about and admit even, but I'll tell you, he looked pretty good out there. I mean, Tyrone yeah. Woodley's not a bad fighter by any means. He's not a boxer. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. He's never boxed before. So I do want to see Jake Paul fight a boxer, but I mean, he, he, he showcased some skills out there. You know, he had a good stance. He did a lot of, and I hate to agree with Skip Bayless, but Skip Bayless tweeted this during the fight. He's a right-handed fighter that does a lot of damage with his left, and that's a pro quality, which is true. That's exactly what you want to do. You want to be able to jab in with your left while still maintaining the power with the right. Only thing is, though, Jake Paul, his right hand didn't really have much power. 
Uh, there, I didn't really see any knockout power. So that's the only thing that I would be concerned about if he actually wants to make a career out of boxing. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to see what's next. I hope he fights a real boxer just because I will continue to bet against Jake Paul until I see him knocked out on the mat in the ring. I'll, I'll double down every fucking time if I have to. It's going to happen we gotta get, eventually. we got to get our money back. Exactly. It's going to happen eventually. Uh, and then yeah, That was definitely a lot better fight than the Ben Askren one. So I'll, That's I'll, how I thought the Ben Askren one would go. Yeah, that Ben Askren one was was – we don't have to talk about that. We all know what that was. But <laughs> it was actually a good fight, so that was nice. Yeah, it was, it was nice to watch. Um, there in the fourth round especially, Tyrone Woodley absolutely – rocked jake paul unlike he's ever been hit before he was very visibly wobbly he was he fell up against the ring um he almost was knocked out then and there but tyrone woodley did a poor job he really should have smelt the blood in the water like a shark and then continued hunting but he just kind of backed down he kept backing up playing it safe and if i was woodley i mean i know it's easy to say this but if i was woodley bro after that first punch you just got to get in there man you just got to throw everything you can because he was out of it he was not the same for the next two minutes. And then after that, gave him time to recover. He had a second win. Jake Paul came back, which I was surprised about his stamina too. That was pretty impressive. And then my highlight of this week, switching over from low light, is my Mac Jones prediction from a few episodes ago is looking a lot better now. Um, I don't know if you remember, but when we were talking about the rookie quarterbacks, I said that Mac Jones is going to have the best career out of all all five, well, I know there's more than five, but the top five rookie quarterbacks in this draft. And now that Cam Newton's gone, that's looking a lot better. Better start to the career. Yep. Yep. Um, I was shocked that they outright released him. Yeah, me too. I feel like, I don't know like the exact, the semantics behind everything, but could they not have gotten draft picks for him? I doubt it. I highly doubt it. Maybe like a seventh rounder, but... um Bill Belichick has a lot of respect for Cam Newton, which is one of the reasons why I was so shocked is because I thought everything I've heard um, Bill Belichick talking about Cam Newton is how much Bill loves Cam and how impressed he was with him all last year, battling through adversity, coming back again this year and trying to get a real better go at it when he's a little bit healthier and they have him some more weapons. So I really thought they were going to give him an honest shot for about four to six weeks until he mm-hmm. inevitably wasn't very good again because let's that, face it too. He's not very good anymore. Um, but yeah, they just outright released him. I think there was a conversation that was in place between Cam and Bill where he was like, look, Mac Jones is our starter. Um, you can either be the backup or we can release you. And he said, I, w- I guess he said he wanted to be released. I think that's how it went down. That makes a bit more sense. Yeah, because I heard um, Belichick does have respect for Cam. Yeah, like you said. Um, and even a few weeks ago, he was saying Cam Newton's our starter. Cam Newton's our starter. He kept mm-hmm. emphasizing that. And then there was a time period where Cam had to miss a few days of practice because of a COVID protocol mishap. Like there's a miscommunication yeah. there. Something happened. Um, and during those few days, Mac Jones was balling out in, in training camp. And especially I read reports that in a joint practice with the Giants, he really looked really good. Mm-hmm. And the locker room's would- high on him. It seems like everybody in the organization's high on him. So they're just going to ride with him. Yeah, he went 35 of 40 one day on on that week of joint practice with the Giants. That's pretty damn good. And that was when Cam Newton was out. And I think part of the reason why Cam Newton lost his starting job is because he didn't get vaccinated. 
because when teams are considering that yeah yeah um which is urban meyer said that when it comes to guys on the bubble he's looking at guys who are and are not vaccinated yeah for the 53 man roster cut yeah i can't say i blame teams because if that shit comes in and it ruins your season like you know um that's that just can't happen but uh yeah i mean i wouldn't say it's 100 percent because he didn't get vaccinated but like that's when the final strides were made and Mac Jones taking the shot away from Cam Newton because it didn't happen because he didn't get vaccinated or like he lost the job. Mac Jones took this job away from Cam Newton. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he, he played well all preseason. Um, I mean, I know he didn't really get in a whole lot. He played the most of any new England quarterback. He went um, 36 for 52, uh, 389 yards, a touchdown, zero interceptions. So, that's a pretty solid stat line for a rookie in the preseason. And although the Patriots don't really have the greatest weapons uh, at wide receiver, I feel like he could do him and Nikhil Harry can do some damage. I think Nikhil Harry is one of those underrated guys that might pop off this year. Oh, I'm Nick, I'm done with Nikhil Harry. His fantasy. I have no hope. Yeah, there's just no, not Nikhil. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Dude, maybe Jacoby Myers. Bro. Maybe Jacoby Myers. That's another name. Yeah, Jacoby Myers. Do they Maybe need to Nelson sign Aguilar. a big wide receiver? Yeah. Oh, I forget about Aguilar being there. Who yeah. We drafted last week. Yeah. The only thing is if Aguilar has his brick hands like he did in Philadelphia, it honestly amazed me how Aguilar kept his job after those like couple years where he just had an insane amount of drops. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. It's only because he was a first round draft pick. Yeah. Because he kept his job that long. You know, um, but now, dude, there's a new era with Mac Jones as a starting quarterback. The AFC East alone, like Josh Allen, 25 years old. Tua, 23 years old. Zach Wilson and Mac are both rookies, 22 years old. So oh. it's it's weird to think about it, but it's jo- a whole new era for the division. Josh Allen's the vet. Yeah, Josh Allen is the vet of the group. Um, Yeah, I, I think this is it's new and exciting time to look at the AFC East. Especially when you, because it's all a lot of young guys who have a lot of potential. Um, week one actually is going to be Mac Jones versus Tua, Ooh. so like roll tide, I guess. Week one, that's <laughs> yeah. pretty. That's pretty cool if you're a Bama fan. Um, I mean, shit. Even when they play, um, if they ever play Philadelphia throughout the season, I don't know their schedule exactly, but if they play Philadelphia, that's another Alabama Alabama matchup. That's true, unless Gardner Minshew takes over because because yeah. oh, Minshew mania, bro, he's coming. Minshew mania. Um, and then one thing I want to say about this is that I think Mac Jones is going to lead the Patriots to the playoffs this year. This year to the playoffs? Yeah. I could totally see that. Their defense is still a solid unit, so I could totally see that happening. And I'm not going to say they're going to win the division, but they're not going to go down without a fight. Yeah, no, definitely not. What do you, um, long-term-wise, do you think Mac Jones will ever win a Super Bowl? I mean, he's got Bill Belichick as his head coach. There's there's no reason why I would say no. Um, I, I I wouldn't say – I don't think we know enough about him to definitively say that uh, mm-hmm. because right now it's all promise. And, That's true. You know, it's all, you know, shine. Like, I mean, there's a time where we thought Blake Bortles was going to be really good because he's a, he had a really good preseason. Yeah. So we never know. Because I was kind of thinking about that with all these quarterbacks. Like, dang, like all these young guys have had really good preseasons. And – Going, I was kind of going back in my head, and I was like, wait, every single fucking first-round rookie quarterback has pretty much had a good preseason, looked good in preseason games. So 
a lot of it doesn't really mean anything. And we just have to wait till about halfway through this year until we know more. And even then, by the time halfway through his second year before we actually know if this dude's the real deal. You're, I mean, you're right. It is all speculation. It's hard to make anything, but I mean, that's half the fun of it, you know, with the that's half the fun. Yeah. I would say yes, because Bill Belichick's his head coach. Yeah, I agree. I was going to say the same thing. Like, I think it's just the perfect system to be drafted in for him. He's literally, I know you hate the baby goat versus goat debate, but I mean, if we're talking about like Tom Brady and him, very similar, except for the first round versus sixth round aspect. I mean, mm-hmm. they both have those super unathletic looking um, training camp photos or combine photos and everything. Uh, Mac Jones really isn't the type of person you would look at and say, yep, that's an NFL quarterback or yep, that's a, a D1 athlete, you know, but still is super talented. He reads the field well, very good at decision making so far in his career, at least. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm not going to say he's the next Tom Brady whatsoever, but offensively, it's a perfect fit. And I think that, you, like you said, Bill Belichick, they're definitely going to win a Super Bowl in the next decade, probably at some point. Yeah. Well, Bill is approaching 70, so maybe not the next. Well, unless Josh McDaniels takes over and is actually a good head coach with New England, which I think would be the likely next step for New England. Um, yeah, I mean, future is bright again in New England after one bleak year. So, woe is Pats fans. Good for them. Yeah. You know, they suffered they, for a half a year, basically. They had one mediocre year and they get back to where I think they're probably going to be really good again. So, yeah. And their mediocre year wasn't even that bad. It was just Cam Newton. I don't know. That was tough to watch. Some of those offenses were really tough to watch. Yeah, that, they, yeah, they had a lot of low-scoring games last year. And watching Tom Brady win a Super Bowl. But I think they were happy about that, right? I don't I don't even know. I'm they sure Bill Belichick like, was, like, happy for him and whatnot. But. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of Pats fans were happy for him. Because, I mean, he really did it. Like, he proved that he wasn't a system quarterback and whatnot, like, literally at one year after leaving the team. So, yeah. crazy. Um, overall, though, to wrap it up, do you think this was the right move by the Patriots to release him? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm just, again, just really surprised that they went out and released him and didn't start him for, you know, four or five games because that's what I thought was really going to happen is that they're going to give him another shot just because everything you heard about him again was that they loved him, but they went ahead and released him. Apparently, apparently he's talking to Dallas right now to be Dak's backup, which I would love. I have heard that, yeah, to be the backup there. I wonder how cheap they could get him, though. I, I'm going to disagree, though. I think this was not the right move. Um, as bad as Cam Newton is, and as much as he should not be the Patriots' starting quarterback, he's a veteran. He's a former MVP. I think having him in the locker room would have helped Mac Jones a lot whenever it comes time to needing somebody per se. Uh, also would have given them a better backup option if Mac Jones turns out to be dog shit. The only thing though is the semantics of like Cam Newton being happy, you know, which I doubt he would have been okay with being the backup. So in that regards, yeah, I get why you released him, but uh, I, I just think he would have been a luxury as a backup, Cam Newton. Yeah. I mean. Well, and if you look at it too, Cam and Mac are definitely very different players. So if Mac went down, they would have to change their offense. That is true. That is true. So that's kind of why I would really like for Cam to come to Dallas because Cam is mobile like Dak and could, you know, offense wouldn't really, yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't miss as much of a beat, you know? 
So that's I think that's went some into that. Apparently, they, I thought Brian Hoyer was going to be their backup. Apparently, they released him today too. Dude, Brian Hoyer's still playing, bro. Yeah, right. How old is that guy? Um, God, he's got to be mid thirties. I don't know. Uh, he's a he stays. He keeps a low profile being New England's backup for a while now. He played in that one game last year against the Chiefs when Cam had COVID. Oh, yeah, I think I remember that. He's just one of those guys I always forget about. I don't know. Yeah. But his name has been thrown around forever. It's almost like he's just been in the league my entire life. Hoyer the Destroyer. <laughs> the GOAT. No, but – um, wait, what were you about to say? No, I was just eye-rolling at your GOAT. <laughs> oh, we got a comment from Sports Dude Hines Show. Hey, what's up, bro? Um, He's in our podcast Fantasy League too, so nope. I don't know what week we play you, but – uh. We're coming, so watch out. Nah, but in other football news, though, um, this IMG Academy, and this is completely different than NFL. It's high school football, switch gears a little bit. But IMG Academy versus Bishop Sycamore. Did you hear about this game? Yeah. This is, <laughs> this wild. is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like, So for those that don't know, IMG Academy is – Probably the most elite football program in all of high school sports. If you go there, you're guaranteed to go D1, basically. They're not even an academic school at this point. They're just an athletic academy. But anyway, so IMG's insane at football. They had an ESPN primetime game against Bishop Sycamore, who was supposedly a school from Ohio. So it would be Florida versus Ohio on ESPN. And they had a bunch of D1 recruits, apparently. Um, But it was literally a fake school. Bishop Sycamore does not exist. I don't know how this happened, but it got through so many layers of people at ESPN to get approved. And this shit still happened. Yeah. Also, tweet of the day is I saw somebody tweet, breaking news, Cam Newton signs two-year deal with Bishop Sycamore. Yeah, dude. Um, No, this is wild. I don't understand why this happened. I guess because kind of like in a similar situation – um, like big power five schools will pay smaller schools to get their ass kicked. Yeah. So maybe this was like a type of fraud situation where they would take big checks from schools like IMG Academy. Cause they played a different big time school in Ohio, like two days before. Yeah. Literally like back to back, which is yeah. super illegal everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like they just take those game checks and just, I don't know, as a form of fraud to make money, which doesn't make much Sits to me still because like uniforms and helmets and all the equipment is like super expensive, but I wouldn't be surprised if that shit ended up being like stolen somehow. I don't know. This, this whole thing is like whack. I can't wait for the 30 for 30. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, the more, the lo- the more time goes on, the more we keep hearing about it. Like, so obviously the school was fake. Their website had no information about academics at all. It just kind of looked like a recruiting portal for their athletes. Um, their head coach, Roy Johnson, has warrants out for his arrest for fraudulent activity. Um, and that came from paying for hotel rooms for the team that he ended up not actually paying for, something like that. So they've been doing this for a while, Bishop Sycamore. This isn't like their first game ever. Um, and also we found out, too, that the team wasn't even high school athletes. They were literally 22 to 30-year-old men who were JUCO dropouts just playing football and they got their ass kicked 58 to zero. It's ridiculous. 
Yeah, that's wild. I um, <laughs> I don't. I I just seriously don't understand how something like this could happen. I exactly like on ESPN on prime time. The announcers. There are a few clips too where one of the players would go down injured, and the bro- the play-by-play broadcaster was like, "Well, we don't have a number fifty-four here on our roster list." Um, and there was like another what? moment where they were talking about the quarterback and was saying. Well, the quarterback claims to have a D1 offer to Louisiana Monroe, but according to our records, we cannot confirm that. <laughs> like, they were it basically during the game is when everybody realized, oh shit, like this is not right. But it wasn't <laughs> until during the actual broadcast that nobody, it didn't click for anybody. I can't imagine what a feeling that would be just be in the broadcast booth and be like, wait, this is not adding up. Yeah, like, what do you say about these athletes that just aren't real? <laughs> you just kind of have to go along with it to, just for the sake of the broadcast. But, like, I would go up to my boss. I would have just gone up to my boss immediately after and just be like, hey, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, what are these like, notes y'all gave me? Like, are you trying to get me fired right now? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sure half the information they were given was probably incorrect. I mean, half the players on their roster list were missing or not even listed, so... It's just a whole mess, bro. I don't understand how this happens. No, we need to see. It's, uh, it's, uh, I hope we keep seeing the Bishop Sycamore jokes, though. <laughs> I oh, hope this just turns into a, be... a long-running meme. Yeah, this is this is definitely going to be one for the books. All-time meme already. Yeah, and like their physical school address literally was just a building. Like it, it wasn't actually a school. It was just a random building out in ohio i think we just lost elijah for a second but he's gonna pop in right now back again but yeah their their school building was literally just a, a random athletic complex in ohio just a yeah. singular building that looked like a gym yeah like, it was sketch did i just don't understand bro how nobody thought to even look i'm, I'm gonna google them and see what happens yeah, I um, I'm really excited to like see what kind of money they're making off of this, off of this fraud. Because like, there'd be no way that guys just want to relive the glory days and just get beat up by high schoolers. Yeah, exactly. Like, what do they gain from this? That's what I want to know. It's it's got to be some like, because like I said, like I'm, I guess high schools do this too. Big high, big time high schools like IMG will pay smaller schools just to come in and and play for them, like. TCU does it all the time. I mean, yeah, all the schools so do. I think they actually ended up making money. They got paid by ESPN, which that makes sense to bro- like to, for the rights yeah. to broadcast the game. They made money from ESPN. That makes gotcha. a lot of sense. Gotcha. This, we got a comment that says, I heard Manti Teo's girlfriend is the Bishop Sycamore <laughs> cheerleader. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. I like that. I like that. I haven't heard a Manti Teo's girlfriend joke in a long time. That was a good refresher. Mm. Yeah, but that this was the weirdest and most random, obscure news in sports that I've heard in a long time. I don't think it beats J.R. Smith becoming a college golfer, though. That I was just about to say. It's like right on par, no pun intended, with with J.R. Smith golfing. Yeah. I don't. I don't. This is this is hilarious, but it it doesn't beat J.R. Smith golfing. I. For me, nothing. It just makes me happy every time I think about it. Dude, I can't wait to see like an overly edited montage of J.R. Smith with like you know random flashing lights and like the bass drop. The just his yeah, <laughs> it's just gonna be hilarious. Yep. 
All right. No, now that we're talking about colleges, let's uh let's go ahead and get into our college football tier list. College football is right around the corner. It actually just started already last week, but the official week one is this weekend. Last week was considered week zero. There were only a few major FBS programs playing, but the rest were low-tier FCS teams. So what we're going to do now is kind of how we did with the uh, NFL fan bases. We're going to be making a tier list of all of the major Division One FBS football programs and putting them in a tier list. Uh, a whole bunch of factors are going to go into this. Fan base, history, uh, overall team attitude per se, the stigmas around it, everything like that. We're going to combine a bunch of factors and bring you a tier list. So we might be a little bit biased as TCU fans, uh, you know, but we'll see how it goes. All right, let's pull this up. Also, if you're listening to the audio version, again, it's time to, uh, you know, watch that live version so you can see the visual of what we're creating. Yep. All right, tier list, here we go. All right, so it has every single FBS team on it, as you can see, uh, and clearly that is way too many, and we don't know about all of them. So what mm -hmm. we're going to do is just go through the major Power 5 national programs, kind of the top 25 type deal. Um, so first one's first is going to be Alabama. I think we can skip Akron, skip uh, Air Force. Alabama. How are we feeling about Alabama? Um, fuck Bama. <laughs> fuck Bama. Yeah. That's I don't I know. Say. It's like, I feel like I don't hate them, but I hate them because they're so good. They're kind of, they're kind of annoying. I'm just going to say it. They're, I, I would rather hate them than like them. And plus you have to factor in all the, all the fair weather football Alabama fans that either like also aren't from Alabama and never went to school there or college for that matter. Um, and I don't like those people. So I don't like college football fans like that in general. Like people, it's a big deal in Arkansas and Oklahoma, especially people that just live in the state and never attended the university at all are just diehard fans because that's I mean, their state university. You can live in the state. I'll give you a free pass for that. Because sometimes, like, OU, Arkansas, places like Nebraska, like, that's all they got. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, football-wise, like, they don't have a professional yeah. team. But, I mean, like, still, it's kind of weird to, like, dedicate such loyalty to something you never had a relation to. I don't know. It, well, it's geographic thing. So, Because, like, here in Austin, you know, people don't really care about the NFL because UT's right here. I mean, UT is the NFL team there, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. But there's a lot of people that have no relationship to the state of Alabama but are diehard Alabama football fans, and they litter this nation, and they're awful. So for that, I'm going to say – I would say – I would say pretty shitty. I don't I don't consider them the scum of the scum, earth. Scum? Okay. I can get down with that. Not like the worst of the worst. We, we may revisit that depending on how the other teams go. All right. Appalachian State, they're a little bit small. Um ASU, uh, ASU. Honestly, I would I would put them up there just because they would be so much fucking fun to tailgate with. True. Like an True. ASU tailgate would be crazy. They, they do party. They do party. They do party a lot. I think. Hmm. See, but they're not a class act. I'm gonna say, would you agree? Would grab a beer with? Would grab a beer with. That's their. Per that's literally the perfect category. Same thing. 
Same thing with Arizona. All right, yep. Stick them in there. Would grab a beer with. I like it. Auburn, I don't like Auburn. I don't uh, I either. I think they're pretty shitty. I, I agree. Right, pretty shitty too. Um, Ball State, we can skip. Army, let's. Uh, I think we could throw Army in there too. Best of the best. I think I was just about to say, bro. Army <laughs> fans are fucking awesome, dude. We can't put them anywhere else, especially yeah. <laughs> right now. Uh, yeah. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be an Instagram story. Shout out the troops. All right. Uh, um, next up, Baylor. Baylor. I think we know how we both feel about this. Yeah, they're scum of the earth. Scum of the, the fucking worst. earth. If they you don't talk know about... shit. Go ahead. They talk shit about us so much, like they say that we're like unclassy and how like we say Texas Christian University, but we don't like do Christian stuff because Baylor actually does a shit ton of like you have to go to chapel if you go to Baylor. Also, um, win or lose with this rivalry, at least we don't live in Waco because they're jealous oh, that we have Fort Worth. Dude, Waco is nothing but a glorified truck stop, bro. Okay. Yes, because every time I have to drive through Waco, every time I go back home, back between Austin and Fort Worth, um, on both ends of the city, it tells you how long it takes to get through the city <laughs> because of one, how bad the traffic is, and two, everyone knows you're just driving through to get to Austin or go back to Fort Worth. That's literally what it's for, yeah. It's just a stopping point, bro. I could, uh, I cannot imagine living there. Plus, yeah, exactly. Like you said, they always talk shit about TCU fans being classy, but they talk the most shit, bro. They always bring up, oh, sixty-one fifty-eight, as if we haven't won like four out of the last six meetings. Like, it's just, I don't know. I hate them. Scum of the earth. Scum of the earth. Next up, I think. Mm, do you think Boise's big enough? I mean. Kinda, yeah. I don't really have much of an opinion about him. Like, I like Boise. Like, I like their blue field. I like their um, blue field, but I like Boise the town. So, I don't know much about him. I've been to Boise once. It was really cool. Uh, I just know TCU had a little uh, a little rivalry back in like the 2010, 2011 era. Yeah, well, it's because they kicked our ass in the Fiesta Bowl. Well, they, I was, they didn't kick our ass. I was at that game. They won by seven, but it was not a fun game. It was a very disappointing loss. It was very disappointing, yeah. So I used to hate them, but then I got over that. And now I think they're just cool because they're always good. And they have a lot of NFL talent. I'll put them in neutral. neutral. Yeah. That's a good spot um, for them. I think uh, BYU probably next Mormons, up. Uh, the Mormons, Mormons baby. <laughs> you said what? Mormons suck. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They're weird as fuck, dude. Like, the book of Mormon, one time – uh, my dad took me to a Mormon church and it was like the weirdest like cultural experience I think I've ever had. Like we were sitting down in like Sunday school and they were like, what is this from? And then like kids were like, it's from the Book of Mormon. It's from the Book of Mormon. I was like, what the fuck is the Book of Mormon? And it's basically all about how like the earth started in America or some shit in that like uh, black people are demons or something. I don't know. Like dark skin is like, a, I don't know. It's weird. You basically just summed up the entire religion of, of Mormon or whatever. But that's what you get at BYU, so. Yeah. No. Well, okay. They're not bad people, but, like, it's just weird. I mean, they do great things. Like, at BYU, you have to do, like, a whole service project. And, like, if you attend BYU, you have to go on a mission trip for, like, a few months and, like, help out uh, the lesser fortunate. So, I mean, they do good things. So, I can't put them in, like, scum of the earth or anything. 
I, don't I think know. I mean, pretty shitty. <laughs> pretty shitty, just because they're Mormons. <laughs> Dude, now see, bro. Now we're gonna end up on an Instagram story for being fucking. I don't know what's the. Nah, it's it's woke to hate on Christianity, so we're chill. <laughs> yeah, it's woke, bro. Yeah, speaking of that, TCU apparently um debated removing the prayer from the game, the pregame, oh, to try yeah. to try and get in the Pac-12 because <laughs> they don't associate with religion at all. Yeah. All right. Next up is California. Neutral. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I was just about to say I really don't have any any opinion on them. They've kind of been slightly irrelevant for our lifetime as a football program. Yeah. All right. Next up, I'd probably uh yeah, I'd say Cincinnati's big enough. Yeah, uh, I don't know. No. 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 I don't know. I don't think so. We can skip them. We can yeah, skip let's them. skip. Clemson? Clemson for sure, yeah. Okay. Solid class act. I was going to say the exact same thing cuz they they had a time period where they were really shitty and now they're the best of the best and I don't and- think I've ever really experienced any conversation with a clemson fan that was too egotistical no they're really happy to be here yeah exactly they're just happy to be good like they don't they don't expect it like alabama fans and everything all right next up um i think we should put coastal carolina in there in fucking best of the best just because their fans are electric bro okay they're like the rednecks that I don't even know, bro. I saw a bunch of funny videos last year of their tailgates and everything. Their fan base is electric because I mean they've always sucked, and then last year they were a top ten team at the end of the year. Um, CSU, Colorado State, we can skip. I don't really. Yeah. Um, but you Boulder though, I would grab a beer with. I would, I was just about to say Boulder. Yeah, you gotta grab Boulder. Boulder's cool. Boulder's a cool place. I would want to. I would want to uh, study or live in Boulder, bro. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I applied, didn't get in. Um, <laughs> I might apply that for grad school. I don't know. That would be sick. That would, that be, would sick. be sick. Boulder, Boulder's a super cool place. Uh, one of my good buddies at TCU is from Boulder. I visited him. It was really cool. All right. Um, next up, in terms of football, bro, Duke is really irrelevant. So. Kind of factor in the basketball programs for some of these teams. I don't know. I mean, if we're if we're talking, because this is college football themed, you know. Oh, that's true. College football week. Yeah. Duke football, like neutral, I guess. Like we don't. I would, More respect I would, for staying loyal. I mean, they've never yeah. Respect been for showing up to the football games. Honestly, let's. That's probably where they should be. Cause it's like, how are you not thinking about basketball right now? And you're at a Duke football game. <laughs> That's like, like, like Kansas. Like, if you show up to a Kansas football game, it's like, are you just like, do you bleed Kansas? <laughs> everything? Like, why are you here at this football game right now? Like, should yeah. you be like watching tape for the next basketball season? Yeah, Kansas gets a solid one win a season, and that's that's a that's a W for them. All right, next up, we can skip ECU, skip Eastern Michigan. If I know, uh, Florida State's probably the next big one. Ooh, Florida State. Hmm. Florida State's kind of on the lower tiers. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know where to put them. Honestly, I'll leave this one up to you. I kind of want to say they're scum, but I don't have enough reason to. So for that, I would say they're pretty shitty. 
pretty shitty. Okay. I do love the uh, one of the most undefeated, coolest chant. Yeah, the tomahawk chop, bro. It's the so fucking cool, bro. The dude placing the spear down. Yes. They have I a lot of really that. cool traditions. Yeah, it was cool seeing that when Jameis Winston was there. I that went was, to like, um the last time they were relevant. I went to a Georgia Tech game. My brother went to Georgia Tech. So I went to a Georgia Tech FSU game a few years ago. It was yeah. the the blocked field goal game, if you remember that at all. Um, they blocked the last second field goal, ran it back for a touchdown to break their undefeated streak. It was crazy. But, um, it, man, even at away games, bro, FSU fans are just in rhythm. Just, oh. oh I'm sure that can get annoying. I think we placed them properly. It, it does get annoying, but at the same time, it's almost like kind of cool. You're just in awe, like wow, like this is really coordinated. What the fuck? Yeah. All right. Next up, their rival from across the state, Florida. I'm not really sure. Um, they haven't been really relevant. I think and... I'd probably put him in. Would grab a beer with. Okay. I think Florida is a fun team. Yeah. The Swamp, I mean, I like bro. Their, I like their uniforms. I've always I like Dan Mullins. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, we could, we could, yeah, Gator Shop. So I could put him in, grab a beer with. All right. Next up, Georgia Tech. That's. I'm gonna leave that solely up to you. Yeah. See, now I feel like I got a lot of pressure because I bet my brother's gonna watch this and and judge me on based on uh, where I put Georgia Tech. All right. So, huh? If this is up to me, actually, okay. So with my experience of Georgia Tech as a football program and their fan base. Um, when they're winning, they like to show that they're winning. And when they're losing, they like to show that the ACC is better than it really is. Um, Mm. so that, those aren't good signs, but at the same time, they're, ah, they're ah, in terms of fans, like there's no toxic GT fans. I don't think I want to, I want to weigh in a little bit too. When they were doing the whole triple option thing, I got really sick of hearing about how they only run the triple option. That, yeah, and they finally got over that though. That was just because their old coach Paul Johnson loved it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was cool to watch for like a couple of times, but then like you kind of realize like, oh, they're doing this the entire time. Yeah, every yeah, day. every yeah, every uh, kind of like Army. Okay. Now they're away from that though. Now I think they're heading into their yeah, they're third doing year. Different. Yeah, third year in the new offense. Maybe the fourth year by now. Ah, oh, that's tough. That's tough. Where would you – is I'd this up to me? I'm kind of neutral on them, honestly. Like Neutral? They don't really do anything. Yeah, they really – yeah, I'll stick them in neutral. All right. I know some people from Atlanta that could probably weigh in better, but I, they're just not – I love Atlanta out. as a city, though. I love Atlanta as a city. Yeah. Uh, Georgia. So – I would say scum of the earth. I hate Georgia. Really? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to stop you. They're SEC, so like, I'm sure it's not that far of a stretch. I think honestly, I think like, Auburn's pretty scum of the earth too. Yeah, honestly, I would. Can we move them? Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to moving them because Auburn is always like, "Oh, we're the best school in Alabama." And that's like, okay, that's like being the best major league soccer team. Nobody really gives a fuck, and it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we're Georgia, back to Alabama. It's like Georgia's okay. always kind of, I don't know. They just, like you said, they're an SEC team. They think they're the shit because of it. They always think they're going to beat Bama every year. Do. I don't know. I just, I, I'm kind of fed up with Georgia. 
All right, um, next up, Hawaii. No. Uh, UH, nah. Mm, Illinois, IU. maybe. Nah. Let's go to Iowa State for football. Okay, yeah. Maybe IU, but I don't really have an opinion of them to put them anywhere. I just like Penix, so nah. Yeah, Penix, and they have a, their receiver, Freifogel, this year. Penix yeah. Jr. to Freifogel is going to be one of the best duos in college football. They went right. off last year. And their coach seems just like a really cool guy. I put let's put Indiana would grab a beer with. Fuck it. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to part. Like, is Indiana a party school though? Like, that's kind of like do I, they deserve to know. be next to both the Arizona schools, CU and Florida? That's true though. That's they true. do not. Actually, I'm gonna take them out. Yeah, take them out. <laughs> All right, Iowa State though. I would actually consider Iowa State. One of the best of the best, probably. I think their fans are really nice. Um, I have a lot more experience with them being a you know Big 12 fan. So their fans are always really nice, respectful about everything. Uh, they they kind of climbed from the gutter as a football program recently. They've kind of risen yeah. to the top. Now they're one of the favorites for the Big 12 even. So I'd put them as class act. Cla- Actually, yeah, class act. They are class, class act. act more yeah. than they deserve. But the Hawkeyes... Iowa, best best. really? The wave, the wave. That I was just about to say, yeah, that is really fucking cool. You and I, I had a roommate who was a Hawkeye fan. He was pretty cool, and his parent. I met his parents who were Hawkeyes, and they're really nice people. So, I think that hospital wave. It's that solely puts them in the best of the best. Yep, that's top tier. One of the coolest traditions ever in college football. Um, All right, next up, both Kansas, Kansas State, and Kansas. So. Mm, Kansas State, I'm pretty neutral on them. Yeah, same here. All right, let's slap them in there. Um, and then Kansas, I think respect, respect for going to games. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're there, like, okay, that's cool. Kentucky. Kansas first. Kentucky, Dave? Kentucky's gotten a lot better as a football program recently. Like, that's a lot true. better. That's true. But they've still kind of flown under the radar a lot. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of one of those underrated teams. In what, in what sense do you mean flown under the radar? Like underrated like, or they're kind of quiet? Oh, a little little bit of both. Like they're kind of quiet. Like I, you know, it's still the focus on them and the media is always going to be for their basketball team. And a lot of the times when teams have really good basketball teams, they kind of don't pay attention to their football team, even though when they are a little better. So like I really just don't know all that much about Kentucky. I didn't watch them play much last year either, but I do know that they were a lot better. I think I'd stick them in neutral. Okay. Yeah, because they, they have climbed a bit. And I think if they got better, like as a team, I would put them in, in one of the higher tiers. Um, just because, like, I originally I would say respect for going to games a few years ago. But they do seem to have put more of a focus on the football program a bit. They're always going to be a basketball school. Like, that's no question. But their football program has definitely improved a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, skip these, skip these. Um, LS Louisville or LSU? Probably we LSU. can probably skip Louisville. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't. Um, I like LSU. Yeah, I, I, I like their game day atmosphere. Death Valley's pretty sick. Um, I either would grab a beer with or like class act. Would know if they're a class act. So maybe grab a beer with. I, yeah, like, I'd probably grab a beer with because LSU is also a pretty. Pretty fun party school. Oh, I mean, not too far from NOLA. Exactly, yeah. All right. All right. 
Next up, we can skip that probably. The U? The U scum of the earth. The U, yeah. They're yeah, yeah. we don't even need to think about it, bro. I think oh, ironically though, the U is back this year. I think they're gonna do good. Really? Yeah, okay. I think they're gonna have a 10 win season. Okay. The only thing is they play Alabama week one, so not much mm. room for error there. <laughs> um so Sparty. Sparty. Yeah, next up Sparty. Michigan State. I really don't have much of an opinion on him. Yeah, I me mean, neither. I was kind. Of, I liked them when they were good. I mean, we could just put them in neutral, kind of neutral. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then Michigan, I would probably put them on the lower end of the spectrum. Yeah, they're definitely on the lower end. Probably, I would say they're pretty shitty. Pretty yeah. shitty. They're not scum, but like they're definitely annoying. Yeah, especially after bro, like the Jim Harbaugh <laughs> era started again, bro, <laughs> and then they've just been completely dog shit. Ohio State hate week and everything, yet they can never beat them. Like, I don't know, grow up. I also kind of grew up with a Michigan cheerleader, and she just would never stop talking about how hard it was to get into Michigan. Well, I mean, it's a great school, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but it was kind of annoying. And now all she talks about is how she dated the goalie for the Michigan hockey team. Um, Oh, yeah, I bet their hockey team's cold, though, up in Michigan. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. (laughs) All right. Um, so, yeah, pretty shitty is a good spot for them. All right, next up would be uh, – yeah, I'd consider Minnesota up there. Yeah, Minnesota's cool. Minnesota's cool. They had that one head – remember that one head coach ate ice cream when it was snowing? Yeah, and it was uh, row the boat and everything. I forgot what his name was. Uh, was it Fleck? P.J. Fleck? I think. I, I think could be wrong. That sounds kind of right. I could be yeah. wrong. But, yeah, they, they had a, a great culture for the team whenever they were one of the top ten teams – for a few weeks a couple years ago i would would you say grab a beer with or class act? um class act yeah i agree either one of those works minnesota people from minnesota are just nice in general though if they're not yeah that like, midwestern yeah uh, hospitality it's a little bit different than southern hospitality but they're just they're just nice <laughs> no i like i like the midwesterners it's a good region of the country all righty next up Mississippi State. So I, I what are you gonna I, say? I, I like them. Mostly because I, of Dak. I liked them until a bunch of shit started coming out um with like the players versus the fans in regards to social issues, like the Black Lives Matter stuff, and like um oh. the like the Mississippi flag has like uh, you know, like a somewhat racist reference on it. And like one of the players was like, I don't want to play with this flag. And the whole fans like turned on him basically and were like, fuck you, leave the team then, yada, yada. So that was interesting to see. Um, I don't know that. Where, where would you have ranked them? Like grab a beer with, but I forgot about all that. So like if you want to put them somewhere else, that's I'm not going to argue. Uh I don't know. That's tough. This is tough, bro. Like whenever you really get into it, like there's so I'm gonna put them in pretty shitty. Yeah. Um, Mizzou, neutral. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't have much on them either. There's some some of these. We should we should start skipping over some of these Power Five conferences too, because it's kind of like. Yeah. Uh, Navy. Best of the best. I mean, (laughs) respect the troops. Respect the troops. Respect the troops. Oh wait, I gotta scroll up. Army Navy. Um, yep. 
Um, go down. Again. Oh yeah, what's next? What's next? We can skip NC State. Nebraska. Cornhuskers, scum, dude. Scum. Yeah, they are pretty annoying. <laughs> I feel bad for them at this point, though, bro. Scott Frost has just taken the the program like an avalanche, bro. It was already going downhill, but now it's just snowballing. Let's see. We can skip these. Skip these. Uh, UNC, maybe. I like UNC. I'd, I'd uh, they're up I'd, there. I'd they're say class act or grab okay. beer with. Uh, yeah, either or. I'm down for. It. I'll put them in class act. I like UNC fans. I do too. There's their right. colors too. Or just oh, dude, the, the Tar Heel blue is amazing. I it looks so good on uniforms, bro. Yep, I love their unis. All right, next up, let's skip that. Notre Dame and Ohio State. All right, these are two Hold big up. boys. We you go to Northwestern, put them at pretty shitty because I'm so tired just because they have such a good journalism school. All the people in the media won't shut the fuck up about Northwestern. Dude, there's probably so many like ESPN reporters and stuff that went to Northwestern. There's a lot. Yeah. Like Greeny. Yeah, they're just Greeny a journalism factory, talking. bro. Like uh who was it? Trevor Simeon when he played for the Broncos, they're like, We have a Northwestern quarterback playing in the NFL. This is Oh, the media circus around that was awful. <laughs> I can um, understand that, yeah. All right, Notre Dame. I'm gonna. I would put them in scum of the earth. Yeah, because okay. they're just constantly overrated, bro. All they do is rely on their history, and they're so stubborn when it comes to joining a conference. They have to be independent. Oh, because they're so much fucking better than us. So fuck you, Notre Dame. Anyway, all right, <laughs> Ohio State now. Fuck hmm. Ohio State. Fuck Ohio State. You wanna, I'm down for either shitty or scum of the earth. Either one. Yeah. Either or. Do they? Fuck yeah, fuck them. Fuck them, bro. Shit, scum of the earth. All right. What were you about to ask? Do they what? No, I just remember that one time when TCU played Ohio State. Other than your freshman year. Yeah. They were dickheads That's, about it. They were dickheads. My cousins go to Ohio State, though. So, uh, Michael Claire, if you're watching this, uh, sorry about you. OSU, Oklahoma State. I actually don't mind Oklahoma State. I've been to a few games there, and I really love the atmosphere. Their stadium's really cool. Their traditions are cool. Their fans aren't dickheads. Like, And they party. Yeah. I'd yeah. grab a beer with. Yeah, I agree. Gotta scroll in. Um, All right. Oklahoma now. Pretty shitty. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't put them in scum of the earth, but yeah, I would I would agree pretty shitty. All right, Ole Miss. Yeah. They're probably big enough to keep in there. Yeah, but we got we got to put them somewhere. I kind of like Ole Miss, like watching them. I just don't know anything about them. I'd grab a beer with Ole Miss. We could put them up there too. Yeah, yeah. I Ole Miss is a huge party school because of like the Grove. Um, I almost went there. I actually applied when I was transferring out of my freshman year. I applied only to TCU and Ole Miss. Then I decided TCU. Um, so. Good cool place. Yeah, Ole uh, Miss is a cool school. It is, All right, it is. Plus, their unis are. Let's uh, let's skip OSU and just go with Oregon. Yeah. Um. Hmm. That's a tough one. I don't know. This is this is like harder. Every time we do one of these, it's harder than I think it'll be. Yeah. Well, plus this is just so much more than an NFL. 
Mm-hmm. So much yeah, there's a lot more to think into. about. Oregon, like low key, kind of sucks. Like the people were there, just pretty sus. Pretty so you'd put it pretty shitty. I mean, but like those people don't care about football. Those the ones that I don't like. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so like I guess neutral. Like they were cool. Like yeah, yeah. I, I like they didn't if really we take go into account everything, like their uniforms, you know, their their game atmosphere, all that kind of stuff. Or it's pretty sick. It's pretty sick, yeah. Um, the school itself, yeah. But like, I don't think, I don't think they like are a solid class act. But I also wouldn't like grab a beer with because they're not like a party school. Yeah, I'll leave them in neutral. All right, next up, let's see any big, big, big ones. Penn State, Penn State's a big one. Got it. Oh, I think Penn State's probably best of the best, honestly. Really? Just, be, just strictly because of their whiteout games. And dude, they sell out every fucking game. A hundred thousand people. Okay. What well, you seem you seem surprised? What, what were you gonna say? I don't know. I don't really know much about like Penn State's fan base, but the whiteout game is sick. It's one of the coolest things about college football. So yeah, I, I'll I'll fuck with you. I fuck with I, you. I am a fuck with you. I am a fuck with you. All right. What's next? We're already down to the P's. We got, it seems like we're done, but there's still so many more. Fuck. <laughs> Purdue, irrelevant. Purdue, yeah, uh, irrelevant. SMU, scum of the earth. Yep. I don't even have to talk about it. You Dallas already know. sucks. Dallas is the worst Fort city Worth in Texas besides Lubbock. And Lubbock uh, takes the cake, yeah. Lubbock takes the cake. It's so boring. Stanford is chill, I guess, like. But I wouldn't Stanford. grab a beer with them because they're so much smarter than I am. Yeah, it would be deep. intimidating. So for that, I don't know if like the, yeah, yeah. I don't know if the school body like cares as much about the football program though. Like they're too busy like trying to not flunk out. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think they they do sell out um, a decent amount of games. Their their stadium does pretty well. It's not like you know an atmosphere to remember. One of the hardest places to play, but. It's a neat place. I I will I'll put them up there too because of their band. Um, I don't know if you've True. seen Stanford's band is like the coolest, bro. They have no rules, no uniform. They just literally run out and do whatever, bro. It's, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's wacky. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Next up, uh, we can probably skip, skip Syracuse. Cues. Okay. Yeah. TCU, baby. All right. I'm just gonna oh. say this about us. Oh God. I think we're pretty shitty, dude. No, I think, I think we're pretty fucking toxic, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, dude. I don't because like think about like all the California kids who don't show up to our games. Um, just I just I don't think we're the best. I think I think we kind of suck as a fan base overall. Dude, we're okay. pretty cocky because so, like of Andy Dalton and LT and like I I don't think we deserve to be up with like grab maybe grab a beer with because we do like to party. Well, see, my my thing though too is like overall though we we went from being as Ohio State called us the little sisters of the poor in the Mountain West in the shitty conference to now Gary Patterson has climbed us into the Big Twelve. We're one of the relevant programs again. We're always in the conversation. You're right. We do. Uh, excuse me. We do struggle to sell out games sometimes. Um, and I feel like that's partially because of the weather in Texas. It is um, freaking hot. But like whenever we had 10 win seasons, the, the games were crazy. 
So maybe, yeah, yeah maybe there's a bit I of think, fair weather fans. I think, I think we're pretty shitty, dude. Dude, I don't know if I can put us in pretty shitty, though, bro. We have to be honest, dude. We have to use our journalistic integrity. Oh, journalistic integrity, fucking. And uh, our object, our, we can't be super biased because we already have been biased on this list with Baylor and SMU. But those people deserve to be there. Also. I was about to say, I mean, even bias aside, they're still. Especially Baylor. Yeah, um, definitely. But I, I, I just, I think we kind of suck overall. <sighs> Dude. I feel like we always get into spats, too. Like, I always hear about friends getting into fights as TCU kids. There, there, there's a we decent get, amount of fights at the stadium. We get, but... we get. We get pretty shit talky, so I think I just don't think we deserve to be. Yeah, all right, up there. It. I just yeah. don't. I'm sorry. I hate to, maybe maybe if you really didn't want to, we could grab a beer with because we do like to have fun. Uh, but I don't know, bro. That's tough. That's tough. I don't know are, what to do right now. I, I, I just I'm just gonna call it like it is. Like I I love TCU. I love you know I loved going to school there, but as a Fan base overall, I'm gonna look at us, and we're pretty shitty. Like every time a ref yells a bad call, which is funny, and I love that we do this, but we go, we do fuck you and yell all the obscenities and like. Well, but I feel like all college, all, yeah, all student do sections that. do that. Like the student That's sections true. do that. That's true. That's true. But I just think overall, like a little shitty. We're kind of shitty. We're a little shitty. All right, we'll we'll maybe revisit that at the end. Okay. All right, next up, um, Tennessee. I think Tennessee is pretty shitty. I, I hate their fan base. Yeah. A&M, right. best A&M. of the best. Really? Yeah, bro. Bro, I went to a game day there. Everyone is so cool. They treat their they treat the visiting team with such respect, too, because they, every time they look at them, it's weird because it's a cult. They look at them and they just go, welcome to Aggieland, and give them a thumbs up. And, like, I don't know. Their game day experience is super culty, it's super weird, but it's also super dope. So, like, they're best of the best, man. Dude, that's so painful, though. Like, I hate them. I, but it, I, 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 that's <laughs> on it. Like, I see it. I mean, you're right, though. Their game day experience is one of the best in the country. Their game atmospheres is one of the best. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to put them there, but they. Like for the same reason, Penn State is up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, Texas Tech. Hmm. Scum. I was about to say either scum or shitty. Yep. UT. UT. Scum. Scum. <laughs> Every everybody should know why, bro. The SEC. I mean, I know we didn't put Oklahoma in the scum of the earth, but this whole move to the SEC is orchestrated by Texas. Yeah. They are the bad guys in this situation. Yep. So yeah, fuck Texas, bro um ucf ucf bro i might put him in best of the best yeah the whole national title thing is pretty funny it is dude and they're the one seen um their stadium is called nicknamed the bounce house because like structurally it's designed to give whenever the stadium is full so it literally bounces whenever people are jumping up and down you know that ucf is the biggest school in the country Seventy thousand plus second people. Arizona, yeah, Arizona State's the biggest. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, UCF. UCF was my third option. I applied there. Okay. I know. And A and M, TCU, and UCF. A and M is up there too. A and M is like fourth or fifth. Yeah, A and M is even though it is seventy k now too. Yeah. Yeah, A and M's huge. Um. Anyway. All right, we got. Nah, we can skip those. Skip those. Mm, UCLA. UCLA. 
I I put him at neutral probably. Yeah. All right. USC. USC. I I would say scum. Okay. Yeah. That's what I just because. Yeah. There again, they they are very similar to Notre Dame to me, except for the whole independent and conference thing. They they're just always overrated by the media, and they glorify it. They they glorify sure. their history over everything. So yeah, they're let's go. Um, it's not Vandy big respect. Left. Vandy, Vandy yeah, respect. respect for going to games. Um, <laughs> West Virginia, bro. Like I love West Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah, where did you, I would probably put him in Wood Grab a Beer with or Class yeah, Act. Wood yeah. Grab a, West Virginia grab a would be a fun with. place, yeah. Oh, dude, it's such a huge party school. Uh, We skipped uh, Virginia Tech and Virginia here, though. Oh, shit. Those um, are probably big enough. Yeah, I don't know where I'd put them. Or I would. Well, we don't have to include Virginia, actually, but VT is probably big enough football program. I'd say neutral. Yeah, me too, just because I don't, I don't even know where to stick them. Yeah. All right. Washington State, I'd say Washington State is either a class act or best of the best, strictly because they have had somebody with a Washington State flag at every college game day for a fucking decade now. True, true, like, yeah. Put them in class act. Yeah, bro, their fan base is dedicated, and they're never even that good. And Minshew went there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was, Dude, he was a legend at, at Washington State. Yep. All right. 100%. Then Washington, ah, neutral. Neutral. Yeah, they're big enough. And then probably two more. I'd say Wisconsin and Utah, and then we're, we're probably yeah, done. Yeah, Wisconsin, I'd grab a beer with. That, yeah. Madison is a fun place. Yeah, dude. Camp uh, Randall would be a sick stadium to be I've at. never been personally, but I've had friends that – I know people who've been there, and they, they talk it big. They talk it up, how cool it is. All right. And then Utah? Oh. I don't know, honestly. Duh. I mean, we, we're talking about Mormons. There's still probably Mormons. <laughs> yeah, this is the Holy War. But I'd say neutral, honestly. Yeah. I, I like really Utah, have, though. I don't really have much of an opinion on them. All right. Is there anybody we missed? Let's. Here, I'm going to zoom out a little bit just so we can see all the teams. All right, so hmm, Ball State, Central Michigan. Uh, I don't really see any major, major football programs in here that we missed. No, I don't either. All right, I think uh, that's our tier list. Uh, yeah, that is, that is our tier list. All right, well. That was a slog. Can... <laughs> it was what? It was a slog. We had to go through a shit ton of things. Yeah, I honestly didn't really think we would go through that many, but it kind of just, I don't know, it happened. I, I'm pretty happy with it, I feel like. The only thing I'm nervous about, bro, is I'm nervous to, like, tweet it out to, uh, like, my personal account, and all the TC fans are going to be like, what the fuck? Huh. Uh, Yeah, that is true, but. It is what it is. It is what, I mean, like, do you agree, though, to the points that I made? It's a, with the points you made, yes, and okay. like I will say, I, I am always very, like, gravely disappointed in some of the turnouts we have. Some like for some games, I, I, even though it's not a huge game, you should want to watch your team. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. Do better. Yeah, do better. Really, do I mean, better. 
Like Dude, we have we have a good game day experience in the sense that like we have a nice stadium, we sell beer at the stadium. Uh, it, I mean, it's just a nice place to watch a football game, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, it's a hundred degrees, people get in fights. Um, <laughs> it's we yeah. do not travel to other places well, other than Baylor and SMU. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for like I will heard... say for bowl games, we do actually travel very well. Well, like I was saying like the Rose Bowl. When we the people when people do go to other places, they just make a fool of themselves. Like I've heard stories of like people pissing on a dance floor in the middle of Norman, Oklahoma, at a TCU OU <sighs> game, like the night before. Well, I'm um, sure to an extent that happens to that happens, but yeah. like apparently at this bar, like no TCU kids are ever allowed back. Like if you have TCU stuff on, you can't come into the bar. Jesus Christ! Because <laughs> it was that bad. So I don't know. This is this is a this is a sign. This is our us GCD Sports telling our alma mater or your current school, my alma mater, do better, do better, yeah, do better. Now I I agree with the points you made. Um, yeah, definitely not scum of the earth. I think the thing is, nah. though, out of the pretty shitty teams, we're we're like the best of this group. 100%. In terms of like fan base, experience, program, history, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, fuck all these guys. All right, well, that's our tier list. Um, we went down for best of the best all the way down to respect for even going to the games, and that's made up of Kansas, Duke, and Vanderbilt. <laughs> so... We will be posting this on our social medias uh, at the conclusion of the episode. But for now, it's time to wrap it up with some love it or loathe it. Let's do it. All right. Ah, there we go. All righty. Let's get it. Uh, I got to get this fancy dancy love it or loathe it banner going. Boom. All righty. You want to take the first set or you want me to? Um, I'll take the first set. All righty. So, first things first, South Carolina will be starting a graduate assistant coach, Zeb Noland, at quarterback for week one after their starter, Luke Dottie, came down with an injury. Yeah, I love this. This is insane. Apparently, he had like one year eligibility left and is going to start. I think that's crazy that we got there. I don't think this is a COVID thing either. No, it was purely injury, yeah. Purely injuries. So, damn. Uh, that'd be cool if he like balls out and turns into like NFL prospect. <laughs> yeah, like imagine he yeah. went to coach for the year and now he's the starting quarterback. What a yeah. turnaround! Apparently, he backed up Trey Lance at NDSU. So, oh, that's that's something. So he's not completely nobody. All right. So next up is Ben Simmons told a reporter he wants out of Philadelphia and does not plan to return to training camp next month. I love this. Um, He's got Rich Paul as his agent. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this, but Rich Paul is, himself is going through a lawsuit with Nerlens Noel. Have you heard about that? I have not, no. Uh, we should get into that at one point because it has a potential to be huge. But anyway, uh, Rich Paul is kind of a shitty dude, so I guess he's telling Ben Simmons that he's better off somewhere else, and I guess the Philadelphia media got to him, which is pretty funny because it was only the media and the fans that were giving him hate, not the team itself. And he's like, fuck you guys, I'm out. <laughs> Probably for not defending him. Yeah, that's possible. I think it's an interesting move because I think he could have raised his stock a little bit more if he had played at Philadelphia. But, I mean, I guess he doesn't give a fuck what the team gets for him, you know? Yeah. 
All right, next up is Malcolm Butler is considering retirement due to personal situation that's kept him away from the team for weeks. Um, loathe it. I don't have much to say about it. All righty. Javier Baez gives Mets fans a thumbs down anytime he gets on base recently because, quote-unquote, when we play bad, they boo. So when we play good, I'll boo them back. I love this. This is hilarious. Um, hopefully, Mets fans take it in a good way and they learn to love this because this is just this is like a cool all-time interaction between players and fans. Dude, it's like – it's kind of turned into a Mets versus Mets fan rivalry, though, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's hilarious, too. But, like, if the Mets do good, like, Mets fans are going to be happy. Yeah. So they'd be like, I'm sure there's going to be T-shirts at City Field where it's like, bring me the booze or, like, I don't know. Yeah. Something cool. Okay. Um, Miami Dolphins emerge as favorites to land Deshaun Watson in a trade. I loathe this one. Um, I won't speak too much on it, but I think this just shows you wrote this in your blog. Um, check this out on gtdsports.com. Elijah wrote a blog on this, um, but it, it just shows that they don't trust Tua. And so I think it's too early for that. So I loathe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eagles acquired Gardner Minshew for conditional six round pick. I love this. Um, it's going to be weird with Minshew not at Jacksonville. He loved that team. He put his all into that team. Um so maybe he might not be the happiest about it, but I think this was a good move for him. Um, you know, he may be able to compete with Jalen Hurts for a starting job. I, I don't know how that'll pan out. I think Hurts should be the starter. Um, but this may be another opportunity for Minshew. So I love it for that reason. So I think for me, um, this is Minshew's path to becoming the next Fitzpatrick. Yeah, or like Nick Foles kind of guy. I think I think I think he's uh I think he's going to be another one of those journeyman guys that just everybody loves. I really do. That's how I see his, where he's going to play like pretty well. He's going to have a long career, but he's just never going to be like, you know, the guy. Yeah. No, I mean yeah. that would be a great. I feel like that would be a great career for him. You oh, know? if he, had he would a, fit if, that role really well. If he had a Fitz Magic type career, I would love that. I would love. Yeah. Like, I would love to keep seeing his face on TV. Mania, you know, because he already has the nickname, bro. Fitzpatrick has Fitzmagic, and now it's Minshewmania. Like, dude, it's it's gonna happen. That's what's that's what's gonna happen. Destiny, Gardner Minshew, unless he becomes the franchise guy, which I hope he does someday. That would be cool to see too. Yeah, yeah, everybody loves him. Um, Larry Fitzgerald has more career tackles with thirty-seven than drops twenty-nine. I love this. I think in terms of the all-time greatest wide receiver conversation, Larry Fitzgerald is vastly underrated. Um, I would never compare him to guys like Randy Moss or Jerry Rice, but Larry Fitzgerald has been probably the most consistent wide receiver in the history of the NFL. He goes out, he does his job exactly how he needs to. He has the most reliable hands you could ask for. So I love that. That's That's a pretty crazy stat, though. Yeah. Um, would you put him on the Mount Rushmore of wide receivers? So, like, top four? Probably not. I don't know. I would have to look. I would have, have to, like, to visually see, like, a list. I don't Jerry know. Rice, 1-1, one, one, no doubt. Yeah, Jerry Rice, number one. All right. And then, last but not least, Ronaldo returns to Man U. Uh, I loathe this, but I want to talk about it. Um, 
I absolutely am distraught at what has happened in the last week in global football. Uh, Ronaldo was originally scheduled, or not scheduled, but all the rumors, all the signs were pointing towards Ronaldo signing with Manchester City, which would have sucked because Man City is already great. But at the same time, I would have much, much preferred seeing him play for Man City than back at Manchester United, who is one of the most toxic fan bases in the entire fucking world. Um, so that's going to be painful to see. It, it's it's really going to be tough knowing that Manchester United is actually back to their glory days and will likely win the league even. So I'm I'm just kind of bummed. <laughs> it's fucking sad, bro. Yeah. Why can't yes. Arsenal sign anybody? I don't know. Your Arsenal is like really bad right now, dude. We just lost to Man City five zero this weekend. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I woke up at six thirty for the game. I checked my phone. We were losing in the after two minutes of the game. We were down one zero, and I was like, ah, yeah, fuck that. I just went back to sleep. So didn't miss <laughs> much there. Yeah, um, I'm I'm curious to see how Ronaldo does with Man U. Um, I, I'm sure he'll do just fine. But yeah, that's where he started at. Yeah, well, he started it at Sporting Lisbon, but then. His like his real start was at Man U. Like his real first major league uh, performance and you know career was with Man U. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of wow. what set him up for success. Yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for this week's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed our first of many twice a week episodes, starting on Tuesdays and Thursdays. This was the first week we did that. So make sure you guys check in again on Thursday. We'll be live on Twitch, YouTube, everything like that. Our, our schedule for our time is still up in the air a little bit. Um, you know, I'm I'm a senior in college. Elijah just graduated on the hunt for jobs right now. So our schedules are still a bit up in the air. So bear with us while we figure some stuff out and get a more uh, concrete schedule put out in the next few days. But for now, just be on the lookout for our notifications. We will be posting on our social media and we'll for sure be live some point on Thursday. Uh, talking more about college football, NFL as we get closer to that. So with that being said, thanks for listening. We'll see you all on Thursday.